Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello listener and welcome to episode 53 of the From the Finney podcast with Jimmy and me, Jake. We're joined again by Adam Salisbury this week and we'll discuss Tuesday night's win over Derby, Saturday's win over Coventry, got a few other bits and bobs to talk about and we'll round off again with some food chat and we'll look ahead to our final home game of the season. Enjoy! Sal, thanks for coming back on mate, are you good? I'm really well, really well indeed. Always good, much better good. after two consecutive wins. Yes, absolutely. Jimmy, you good mate? Splendid and tremendous mate. Good, good to hear. As in, a, in, a, in a good mood today. Actually, yeah, you good. are. You're surprisingly jolly, jovial. Quite, yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, giddy. It's because uh, we're not yeah. doing a pod midweek. We've got two wins to talk about, so it's yeah, uh, yeah, exciting. A bumper, a bumper pod. But as um, always, just just a reminder that you can support us here at From the Finney with a donation of any size. It's entirely up to you, and it's massively appreciated if it comes our way. Uh, just head over to supporter.acast.com forward slash from the Finney. And yeah, it just helps keep us running. Uh, I had to explain to someone today how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you don't know how to do it, then uh, just drop us a message and let us know. But yeah, if you do know how to do it, I'd appreciate it if you could leave us a review on there. Big purple um, button or something, isn't it? The, the podcast app is a big purple button, yeah. Um, but... Basically, you've got to go into the show and then scroll to the bottom of the show past the episodes and the review sections at the bottom there. Um, and you can read some of the uh, the good five stars that we've had in recently. I sent you one the other week, didn't I, Jim? It was yeah. uh, quite a good one that tickled me. One of, my, one of my associates, I think it's the best way to describe them, <laughs> uh, Mr. Cookie, as we'll, we'll describe on this podcast, decided to call me Pierre version of Monty Python, which I wasn't sure how to take at all. But you were saying Monty Panasar then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my off spins aren't that good, mate. I'll be honest. No, and then you don't want to. Your spins quite good bounces. Yeah, uh, but I do bat a number eleven because I can't bat. Speaking so. of batting, uh, I was watching George this afternoon. Oh God! Yeah. Was it at Vernon's? Yeah, yeah. How did they get on? Uh, not, I don't know how it ended, but when I left, they weren't doing too well. Oh, yeah, they had a run chase of like two hundred and twenty-seven, and I think at one point, did George send a message to us, Jim, saying they were like thirty-three or something? Yeah, they were four down for not yeah. many. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, um, yeah, Derby County. I, I think it was clear to see to everyone on the night that we were the better team. Um, Obviously, maybe barring 10 minutes in the second half, but other than that, I think it was just complete performance from us, really. Yeah, they were just absolutely tailor-made for us, weren't they? Uh, yeah. yeah. They kept the ball, uh, and they were so loose with it for uh, large parts of the game, and we and we made them pay, which was nice to see. Um, yeah. It was nice to score multiple goals. It was nice to have a clean sheet. It was just nice to sort of beat a team, because uh, they were well beaten, Derby, weren't they? They were yeah. well beaten. So, oh, I was pleased that. Uh, midweek, yeah. and James Wade won uh, uh, after the game. So it's one of the great midweeks for me. 
James Wade's number one fan. Yeah, I just thought um, Derby really disappointed me, to be honest. You can see why they are where they are um, yeah, in the absolutely. league. Obviously, they were, for me, they were desperately soft. Um, they had no spine. They had no, just no cohesion in the middle of the park. And I, I just thought, you know, they were missing a real backbone to the team. I think someone, losing... Someone like Christian Bielit, by any chance. Someone like Christian Bielit, yeah, <laughs> like we said on the pod before. And, but yeah. I think when Andre Wisdom went off, you lose that little bit of experience with a player like that going off the pitch. You know, I think it was... It, was it 150 or 200 games? I think somebody said he played now for, for Derby. And I thought, you're losing that little bit of experience that they clearly needed. Yeah. You know, and I, I just thought... Daniel Iverson's save at 1-0 is absolutely superb the more you watch it and it keeps us in the game because if that goes in then it could be a completely different scoreline but I think you've got to give I think all of them credit for the way they played on Tuesday night I thought they were great I think the movement from Whiteman is great for the first goal you know he starts the move on the halfway line you know and he's just his move is just completely untracked and I just think for if, if you're Wayne Rooney or Steve McLaren or Rossini, whoever is analysing the game, then I don't understand how your centre midfielder can't track the man, the, the run, complete on a post for 40 yards. Because he's around the penalty spot area, isn't he, when he when it meets his head. So I just thought that was they were really poor. And then Potsy came on and yeah, positive impact. Affected so, the game, didn't he? Absolutely. So I'm not sure about his pink boots, but yeah, you had a real bee in your bonnet about them in the group chat. No, I thought that, I thought they were they were splendid. They they suited his hair. <laughs> they were. Um, I, I just think he's. Probably, you know what? I like Potsy. Uh, you yeah, know, people same. slag him off, but work rate endeavor tries to create. You know, yeah, he, he's he's not going to dive into tackles all the time, but let's know, not forget so, as well. He's our second top scorer this season. Exactly. Yeah. So, he's, out sure, of um, he's out of contract next year as well, Jay, which is also oh, a bit a of an issue. Um, it's a bit odd, isn't it, the sort of hate that Potts gets? Because yeah. at the end of the day, um, like, like he works his arse off, doesn't he, every single mm. week. Uh, r- runs into the ground. Uh, and OK, he's not quite got the cutting edge that would make him into like, like a really sort of top player. But, you know, he works hard and... and He's good for us, I think, Paul. And he, he, I think as well, he can play. He can fulfil a number of different roles, can't he? He can play in yeah. the ten. He'll, he'll do a job player. out wide. Yeah, he's a luxury utility player, uh, and it's testament to him that he played as much as he did uh, under Neil. Yeah, uh, because because uh, if you're not very good, you're not going to play under him. Simple as that. Yeah, exactly. I think but as well it's... under Alex, quite often he was deployed to do a job. I, I oh, remember yeah. the. I think it was the West Brom game when we lost with that dodgy penalty that was given against us. That it was outstanding. Really. He was he, he was drafted. just he was just doing a, a job on one of their men yeah. in the middle of the park. I can't remember who it was. Uh, was it not Sawyer's? Because he was it Sawyer's. Anyway, whoever it was, I just I just remember he was just man marking one of their their players pretty much all game, and he did an absolute job on him. Yeah, I mean we've played what forty four games a season, and he's played in forty of them. You know, there's only Barky who's played in more games. So yeah. I think I he think averages the most him. shots per game as well for us, doesn't he, Potts? Yeah, I think I put that in my likes live piece last week. Yeah. You know, he's um he, you know, he takes the most shots, yeah, he doesn't score the most, but at least he's trying to force the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, I think he gets a lot of undue stick. Agreed. Agreed. 
but we have a few players like that in fairness DJ another one Barky another one I thought um, times. thought Barky's comments to the press were interesting on Friday I know we haven't spoke about it since have we but um, I'm not sure who'd aimed at particularly but whether it's fans or whether it's other people at the club or people I will I don't know but I just thought Maybe when he says Bowden. that tweet to Bowden weren't there there were tweets to Bowden uh, yeah. about uh, driving into Bristol Rovers or something like that yeah I've seen that it's, the, it's what Barky said like the quote was I think my contribution to the team is well known within the squad and the management and that's one of the key things for a player I've played pretty much 40 games a season since I've been here so I must be doing something right and I thought who's that aimed at is that aimed at us yeah. as fans that you know that people don't rate him still because I think I think people rate him a lot higher than I think even he realises yeah he might get a little bit of stick but there's always clowns within a fan base that are going to give people stick on social media because unfortunately that's the world we live in but I don't think we can all be tarnished with the same brush just because there's always one or two idiots in any sort of fan base yeah so yeah like if you said, tweet- I think it's, it's either the fans isn't it or it's someone outside of the management team at the club yeah I just don't understand it don't understand it at all Strange I'd one. be hesitant to sort of read too much into it really but I wouldn't I wouldn't read that as a supporter and think oh what a, what a knobhead for coming out with that no of course I just I just think it's a little bit like why are, we, why are we saying that you know Frankie's comments on Friday about obviously he'd seen some comments on social media even though he doesn't use it himself and I thought yeah, you know it took us ages to find it I suspect it'll come from his sons, won't it? One of his sons. Yeah. I think a lot of it came... I think some of it might have come from when Potsy actually came on on the Saturday game or, yeah, yeah. or whichever game it was. And Tuesday night it'd have been, wasn't it, against Derby? And like some of the comments were like, what? Why? What's the need to be tweeting the club? Get him off. Why are we putting him on X, Y, yeah. Z? When he's come on and actually impacted the game. Just didn't understand that at all. But I think, you know, you can think it in-house, but I get... <sighs> To, sort of to quote you, Jim, honest... it's faceless, nameless trolls. And in fact, uh, Billy Bowden quote tweeted someone that yeah, tweeted yeah. him, giving him some shit, didn't they? Good on yeah, him to be fair. Good on him for calling it out. Just don't need it. Nah, we do. We, you know, we've won three of the last six under Frankie. You know, it's a fresh start for everyone in my mind. At this moment in time, we've only lost one of them six games. Just be positive. You know, there's plenty of stuff on the pitch at the minute to be positive about. So, yeah. I don't. I've never understood like actually tweeting directly a player and giving him grief I just don't get it at all you know we spoke well, about it all, isn't it? at the end of the day when you sort of contextualise it you're actually tweeting a stranger who you don't know with with, with abuse it's just mm. pathetic really. that's exactly what it is Sal it's pathetic um, and generally it is like, like you say Jim it is the faceless and nameless ones that hide behind the picture of a footballer or an egg or whatever it is and just give people shit for whatever reason. Yeah. Just baffles my uh, baffles my mind. Um, yeah, the second goal and the third goal, um, I think for, for Ledson, he's uh, he's going to take them every day of the week, isn't he? Yeah, I just think it's a, it's a decent delivery into the box. You know, if you put balls into the box, I think Ched came out and said this last week, you know, yeah. actually ask questions of the defence, you know, that's what you need to do. You know, yeah. I, I think, I remember saying like, ages ago it might be when Mel's was on the pod 
about putting crosses into the box and not being nobody there. Sedgy. It was when we had Sedgy on. It was with Sedgy on. And I was like, because I didn't understand why we had no one in the box because Barker was having to come back and because he had nobody in the box. At least now Ched's in there or Emil or Shawnee yesterday. It's like we've actually got people in the box and people, you know, we've got runners from midfield as well trying to flood the box. I, I remember one point in the derby game, we had five people in the box, you know, five attackers in, in, in the box. We never used to see that. Yeah. And I think that testament to Frankie, to be fair, in terms of changing the mindset of the team and, cha- and tactically just making a couple of, of quite simple tweaks to, to make sure they're actually flooding a box. And if we're putting balls in or we're putting long throws in, then we're actually getting people in there to try and make a difference. Yeah. yeah um, I think I've been good. I think the long, long lobs from Barky. Because ultimately, you know, nothing awful can come of it. It's just it's just a sort of a ball into the box. You're battling. Um, you try and win it and hopefully you score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Day, I and like I think I, like I think Barky said it himself, didn't he? You know, when you've got it in your armour, you use it. Yeah. Just ask questions. Just keep yeah. asking questions of a defence because end of the day, if you ask 50 questions of a defence and they answer it, you know, and defend it every time, then fair play to them. Obviously, they're playing well, but you only have to make one mistake as a defender and you've got an opportunity to score a goal. Yeah. So Story won one um, the other day, didn't he? Um, and Maguire just couldn't manage to steer it in. Uh, but yeah, it's good. I like it. I like a long throw. It's re- it's real football, isn't it? It's real horrible <laughs> stuff, and I love all that nonsense. <laughs> Brexit football, I think they call it yeah. on football Twitter now, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I tell you what, though, I watched um, I watched a bit of the Luton Bristol City game today, and Luton had a long thrower. A lot of teams in this league, I think, have one. Coventry had one on, on Saturday. It, yeah. yeah. You know, I think a lot of teams. Utilize, you know, it's exploit your own strengths, isn't it? Really, you know, play to your strengths. And if you've got somebody who's got a long throw in their arm, then bloody use it. Why, why wouldn't you? I always found that a little bit strange under Alex because, you know, Barky's got a decent throw on him. So let's use it. Yeah, we only tended to use it sort of when we needed a winner or uh, or chasing a game. Games, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, like a last throw of the dice kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Tuesday night was very good, uh, and we followed it up with another. Well, I'd say another good performance. First half, I'd say Coventry are probably probably the better side. Um, just about. Obviously, they had that chance. Maybe the first twenty minutes, I think it was when uh, was it BMU fired over after a, a good ball in from Gustavo Hamer. What a ball that was, by the way. Good play, then. Yeah, very good. Very, That's very good. Lot. I think um, a Brazilian born Holland international, well, Netherlands international. Dutch. Dutch international. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably the worst half of football I've seen in a long time in terms of quality. I thought just, it was. Just felt um, like an end of season game, didn't it? Absolutely. Um, but fair play to them, second half. I thought. They were the better team second half. They pop, they should have had a penalty. The first one on, on Ched yeah. is a penalty. The more it's I watch it back. I thought the ball had gone out of play. I thought that's the only reason it could have not given it. Like it, Ched's overhit it and yeah. it's already out of play and that's why he's not giving it. The more you watch it, you think, how's, how's he not giving it? Not it? Yeah. It's a bit like one of those 
new electric scooters that are roaming around at the mo- at the moment, just like t- cl- clattering into a person walking on the street. He li- he literally couldn't have taken him out any more than he did, could he? That's like Stonewall penalty. Outrageous yeah. decision. They've conceded oh. the most penalties in the league this season. Commentary as well. They've conceded. I'm not surprised that loose cannon in yet. I know. He's it. He's um. And Wilson, not a full shilling. Yeah, not a full shilling. I think is the best way to describe it because the penalty actually gives. Yeah. Again, <laughs> he's just grabbed Chad, hasn't he? What's he doing? How, how does he think he can get away with brainless. it? Completely brainless. But, do you think it warranted? Um, do you think it warranted a book in that? Yeah. Lucky to get away with that one, there. Yeah. I don't think it's a red because I don't think it's denial of goal slow denial of a goal scoring opportunity because I think the defender behind him yeah. clears the ball. But why is he even why is he trying to get you know piggyback him? I just don't understand it. But <laughs> yeah, it was comical. Comical. So but yeah, talking to their keeper, got got a good save out of him from uh Ledson and Whiteman's effort as well, to be fair. Yeah, Whiteman had a couple of pops, didn't he, which is good to see. Uh, I actually reckon that he's just starting to come into his own a bit now. Uh, I think the goal will have helped uh, yeah. midweek. Uh, so, yeah, um, maybe the end of the year, has co- uh, not the year, but the season, uh, has come as a, a bad time for him, really, because you know he's just starting to play well. Um, yeah. and, and him and Legend are just starting to click. Yeah. We've well, we'll got two games left, two more games to, for him to keep that partnership together. I don't think Frankie's going to be chucking in the youth. I've seen a few calls on online for Frankie to start playing a few of the youth players in the last two games, but you know, we can still get 11th spot, we can still finish in the top half. Um, Finishing our home position. Yeah, I think Luton are going to pip us to 11th, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I just think, I don't think he's going to give youth a chance because I think he's going to want to try and get the job. I think if he wins these last two, it's going to be hard not to give it him. Uh, and I don't, think he's the man who should be getting the job because we might be in a situation in six months' time when we're then looking for a manager again and we might have missed out on managers that could be available this summer. But I think it becomes very hard not to give it him if he's win five out of his eight games and draws two and loses only the one game against Brentford. Um, Cheers for that, so, Jim. You've just uh, covered off two of my points for later on. <laughs> sorry, no, I didn't mean <laughs> no, no, to. No, it's fine. Just, um, just, just on the first bit, just on the young lads... Would you give Would you give any of the youth a chance if you were in charge? I know, obviously, like you said, there's been a lot of calls on social media from people saying, chuck a couple of the young lads in, maybe Bayless. Would I play the youth? Probably not, to be honest. I don't, I don't really understand the point, really. What, what, what's in it for McAvoy to play the youth? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Nothing what's it? I, don't, I don't understand if there's anything for us. I don't know, obviously, like, the talk is that four of them have been offered pros from the youth team, but the youth league next season goes to under-19s anyway for a season to cope with COVID. So those four lads are probably just going to stay within the youth setup. Um, You know, you might see them on the bench on time if we stay at nine subs, but next season we're probably going to be back to normal, aren't we? Seven subs, three, you know, three subs allowed. Um, You know, COVID's, the COVID season is sort of finished by then and, it just feels strange that we've had a whole season behind closed doors. I know, yeah. obviously, some fans are going to get in for the playoffs and things, but it's a whole season that we've just had to write off as fans. It's, it's been bad, so, hasn't it, the season? Yeah. At home, so, watch our eye follow. Results not really going our way. Performance is pretty dire. You know, it's not it's not been a good a good time to have a bad, a bad season, really. Mm. Yeah, it's... Um, 
we've got a, we've got a job on our hands, haven't we? As, as a club, um, said it last week. You know, engaging these fa- this fan base is going to be really key. And you know what? If we do get positive results off these last two games, and you know, strike while the iron's hot, because you know, fans will be engaged. They'll be happy that we're winning games and stuff. You know, let's continue the forward momentum more than anything. I think that's the key, isn't it? It's carrying on that positivity and that, like you say, doing mm. that momentum and carrying it into the summer, um, you know, with an appointment of some kind in, in the managerial position. Um, we'll come on to that in a bit more detail in the second half, talk about Frankie and and whether or not we think he should be given it. Um, but then again, with signings, you know, we've got five lone lads that are going to be going back. Um, I think... There's one that we would all love to see come back. Uh, I think people would be saying, pay what you want, pay him whatever, pay less than whatever they want, just get him in. Obviously, the keeper. Um, Malumbi, can't see us going back in for him, to be honest. Anthony Gordon, again, another one. Can't see us going back in for him. Um, Seth Vandenberg is an, another one that I'd like to see come back. I think he's been really good, really impressive. And it won't do Liverpool or him any harm for him to come back here for another season, local enough. He obviously knows a lot of the lads who will be here next season. Um, so, yeah, I think signings are just as important. Obviously, fans love it anyway with, with transfer rumours and all that sort of stuff. Um, but for yourself. I find it exhausting. I, I don't. Absolutely exhausting. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. Boring. Um, but some, it gets clicks and it gets listens. Um, preparing for your new role, well, there, aren't you? You are <laughs> preparing for your, for your new job there. Oh, shit, yeah, and all that. <laughs> it'll be delighted loot to hear that. Yeah, zoned in on the old clicks. <laughs> um, oh, and then, and then obviously, we, we talked about it last week. You know, it's massively important that the club get the season tickets and everything that comes with that right and, and the match day experience and getting people back in Deepdale. Because um, like you said, Jim, last week, you know, people probably will be worried. There'll be an element of the supporter base that will be worried about getting back into stadiums and in close contact with strangers. I know there's been 2,000 Tottenham and 2,000 City fans in Wembley today. Um, looked like they all had to wear masks in the stand. Whether or not that'll be a thing next season, Um the government are insisting that we're following the roadmap as planned, so it shouldn't be a thing next season, I wouldn't imagine, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is either. Well, it depends on vaccinations, I'd have thought. Yeah. I'm not a doctor, mate. People are a lot better paid than me to make those sort of decisions. And uh, Look, it is what it is. Whether we're 50% capacity or not, come August, as long as we can try and get in the ground, that's the main thing. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be allowed to go away to start with. There might be restrictions on travel still. Don't know. Uh, you know, ultimately, I, I just want a good knees up with it, lads. That's, that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. And actually being able to see football in the flesh of a decent quality again. So, yeah. you, you, you want a London away, don't you, Jake? Oh, yeah. Can't wait for it, mate. Can't wait. <laughs> there's, um, there's a plan, Sal, with a, a couple of my lot, as you probably know them as. To do uh, to take Jake under our wing for an away game, which might good luck. Yeah, is all I'll say. <laughs> Jake is not. I'm looking make forward the game. to it. You're not going to see the game. It'd be a great. I can handle my drink. Uh, 
you, you know, might not recall anything <laughs> that happens, but it'd be a good day, I'm sure. As long yeah. as I get home at the end of the day, I'm not asked. Can't promise that. It can't promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I'll have to give her the heads up before you go, mate, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think unless you boys have got anything else you want to add for part one, then we can wrap it up. I have actually just got a quick something to say. Go on. Um, and it's a real gripe of mine. But can we stop using the term momentum when talking about things in sport? It's such nonsense. No, it's not. It is. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's nonsense. Right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Explain this to me, Jimmy. Explain it, please. Because I, I cannot... I can't even begin to think how, how this is a thing. How, how do you go 1-0 down in a football match and then somehow gain momentum? I don't but, think that's... I don't think you gain let's momentum. Let's say you're 1-0 it. down. Let's say you're 1-0 yeah. down and you get a couple of corners and then you score. All right, 1-1. How then does that team that's just conceded come back to score when, when the other team's got this momentum? Well, I, I suppose you can look at it in a couple of different ways, but they might concede on the counter-attack. You're most vulnerable when you, when you score. I think there's a lot of instances across football when a team takes a lead and they will concede probably within the five, ten minutes spell following taking a lead or, or scoring a goal. That's just um, cliches, Jimmy. It's That's not. It's not. No, it's not. There's, there's, it, there's numbers out there. That, that, that two nils a dangerous lead next. I don't know. I don't know anything about two nils being a dangerous lead. Um, I, I generally believe in momentum. I think it, when a team is full of confidence, and I, I think to me, you can look at it either way. When a team is full of confidence, that they'll deliver results. Look at Barnsley as a prime example. Not playing the most fashionable, fashionable football, but they've got right. that momentum. I know you hate that word, but I'm going to use they're, they're it. Effective, Jim. They are effective, but they are getting. More than a fair share of luck as well at the same time. And I, I genuinely think when you look in, you look in. It's like, I think yeah. that's that's something else though in football. If you're bringing up momentum, then I think you can talk about I, luck as well. I think momentum and luck probably go hand in hand because some yeah, people do, believe yeah. in it, but some people there believe There we go. In Sal's, Sal's just said it. He believes momentum and luck go hand in hand. So there's an, an element of, of word, uh, uh, words that need to be whizzed out of football. <laughs> <and> <laughs> It's absolute nonsense. It's just cliches. You know, you know what m- momentum is. It's a car moving or the ball, like like uh, uh, traveling into the back of the net. Not not a team having momentum. So anyway, it could be. Brew. It, I'm, it could I'm be sick of you. Sick of it. <laughs> it could be positive or negative, Sal. Because you look at Derby. You know, seven defeat. Six, was it six defeats in the last seven? You know, negative momentum. You know that oh, they are yeah. just down in the doldrums. That that you know, how where's their they, next win coming from? How did they manage to not get beat in one of those games? Then, if they've got this horrendous momentum, I, I dread to think. But they've lost the last five in a row, and I reckon the it, team that they were playing must have had amazing momentum. It was Birmingham yesterday, Sal. Yeah, they have oh. got good momentum. <laughs> Maybe they're just playing teams at the wrong time. Maybe that's like us early in the season. That's why we're making excuses. But I, I don't know. And I, you know, they've come for, they've they've lost games when they've taken the lead. You know, two in the last three. You know, Blackburn and then Birmingham yesterday. I just think the, there's momentum, and then there's also not being very good as well at the same time. Yeah. So. 
I think you can probably put a, a bit of everything. You know, I'm a bit not superstitious, but I am a little bit superstitious because I, I like doing things in a certain way. But yeah, I think everything sort of goes hand in hand. You know, just gotta just ride ride the waves more than anything. And on that note, ladies and gents, uh, I'm going to ride the wave to the kettle and get a coffee. I'll uh, see you in part two. The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Lanx Live. Lanx Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. On to matters football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan, and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanx Live is that the news is all free to read, and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanx.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at PNE Live. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we've got a crisp-based chat for you. We'll uh, look ahead to the final game of the season and we'll talk a little bit about Frankie as well. Um, yeah, straight into our interim head coach. Where do you two stand on his chances now versus his chances should he win or draw and win the last two games? Do you think it changes much if he, if he comes out of these last two with positive results? I think he's got more of a chance now than he did when he took the interim role. Mm. Um, but I, I just don't think he's got a chance of getting the job. The job, to be honest, like, like I mentioned last time I was on, uh, I just reckon the club's just going in a completely other direction. We're we're just moving on, I think now. Um, and he's done a great job. Um, and kudos to him because uh, he's done himself no harm when when trying to go into a, a top job. Uh, but uh, I just think not not at North End. I just don't mm. think he'll get the job. I think if he wins the final two, it's going to be hard to not offer him something. Whether that's um, whether that is the head coach role or if it's assistant to the new man, I don't know. I think it's going to be the coaching staff in general. Yeah, I think it, or whatever happens happens. Um, I think if he comes out of these last two games and he's won, what will it be? Five out of the eight. I think that's pretty impressive. To be fair, in terms of a run of form, um, especially given where we are, especially given the teams that have played as well at that point. So, how much, how much of that do you put down to the again a cliche new manager bounce? Not sure if it's a bounce, but I, I, from what the players have all said, it does seem like he's made it very simple in terms of yeah. training, match preparation, tactics. Just very simplified. I remember speaking to someone about Alex Neil and how he just, you know, he gave the players loads of information. And Too some players, sometimes. yeah, some, some players react really well to that. Some players just, just don't. Yeah. And that's not me saying there's a right or wrong way of, of giving players information because some managers like to overload players' information, some like to keep it really simple. I think Frankie's keeping it really simple. So, 
Yeah, I, I think kudos to him absolutely for the job he's done. Do I want to see him give him the job full time? I'm probably going to say no because I do want to see us bring in a new man with a fresh ideas and fresh impetus for the club, especially in the direction that I think we're going to go this summer. Yeah, especially going down the head coach route. But let's truth be told, he's done himself no harm whatsoever with the job he's done. I think he's really turned around a ship that was starting to head for very troubled waters, to say the least. It's just injected a bit of confidence in them, hasn't he? I think. Uh, they're just able to sort of try, try and express themselves a bit more, mm. um, which, which is always going to help, I suppose. Yeah, I absolutely. Ollie, Ollie Dawes summed it up quite well on Twitter yesterday, uh, sort of saying that obviously happy with the performances and the points that we've picked up, but that like, as much as he deserves respect, he's probably just not the right man for the job. And I think, you know, we've all heard stuff about this direction that the club want to go in in the summer. And it just doesn't feel like Frankie's the man to take us into that new direction, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. And this is yeah. no slight on Frankie. Uh, you know, if anyone, if Frankie's listening oh, or any of his you. family or anything like that, I think he's done, he deserves, you know, massive amount of plaudits, loads of credit for the job that he's done. Uh, I'm just not sure that it's the, the route the club will take, Jake, to be honest. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I think he's done a, a great job. And if he wins these last two games, I think it's going to be very hard and probably harsh to not give him the job. But I don't think they will come the summer. I think, you know, it will be another name. Who that name is going to be, I mean, you know, you look at the betting market and I don't know. Everyone's I, I guess, don't, isn't it? Odds are I mean, changing all the time. I, I, I'm just coming to the end of close court as the book about Wickham's promotion season to the championship by um, an author who's like one of the journalists down in Wickham and uh, Neil Harmon is called and it's it's inspirational the story what he's done that's that club and you know what I, I ta- I've taken sentiment out of the question now because the way he's come across in the press especially since being linked with the North End job I just think he's he might be the breath of fresh air that we need you know, coming in with this new idea and like, just you, you just run through walls for him. I don't know what it'd be like in, in terms of having a team that's got better abilities and qualities than what he's currently managing. But a team you know, that's settled at this level. I think yeah. that's important, you know, because when you're buying into that sort of like siege mentality, like, you know, Wickham did, they got they got promoted against all the odds. And I think, unfortunately for them, it looks like they're, they're as good as down now, but you know, like that backs to the wall when everyone's pulling together in that same direction. It's perhaps a little bit easier to get a tune out of them. Whereas if he's coming into, you know, a settled squad, players that know this level, have played at this level for a lot of their careers, to then try and get a tune out of them might be difficult. I look at what Nathan Jones did at Stoke when he went in day. He went into a club that was a bit of a basket case and had a lot of players of a a much higher ability level than he'd ever managed before. And obviously it didn't go to plan for him, you know, got sacked after what, six, eight months. And and now obviously he's gone back to Luton and they're flying, they're flying again, you know, they're, they're up to 11th. I think they're ahead of Stoke in the, in the table. I think it's just, you know, when a, cl- a manager and a club just fit right, I think Nathan Jones and Luton are that club. 
I wouldn't mind Nathan Jones here. I think it's that sort of level that he'd be able to. It'll be to a great excel. appointment. It'd it would be, be a fantastic really appointment. Yeah, um, so I think it's that sort of player, isn't it? It's that sort of player and manager oh, yeah. sort of relationship that I think he'd do really well here. I just with Ainsworth, I, I keep think I just keep thinking he's the right man, but then I, I, I think he's he's not the right man, and then I just think why am I thinking that? <laughs> there's just something there's just something in it that I just think, well, I think maybe it's too perfect maybe it's too perfect a situation for us to to make that appointment I, I, I know you said before take sentiment out of it but there's always going to be an element of that if we bring back a player like Gareth, Gareth Ainsworth you know it'd be incredibly incredibly hard to take sentiment out of things it's as simple as that really but I think you could go through you know you could go through the current list of names in in the hat for um who's going to be the next manager and like you've just said Jim with Ainsworth you you know you think on one day you wake up and you're like he's the man for the job and then immediately after you're like why am I thinking that I think you go through the whole list and say the same for plenty of um names on that list yeah yeah it's like it's like a big handicap at Cheltenham that um at the betting market trying to find a winner Christ um it's a real tough gig. Regards Ainsworth, though, um, I, I just reckon it's a real plunge, uh, and I don't know why. Uh, it, it could either be like an absolute worldie, uh, and it, as Ainsworth would, would always have us, uh, because obviously uh, he's loved uh, because of what he did here uh, as a player, uh, but also uh, it could just go like really awfully wrong. Uh, and I can't imagine uh, any sort of happy medium um, I don't know why. I think Based it's the same going back to when uh, Graham Alexander had temporary charge and people were calling for him to be given the job. It's the same situation there, isn't it? Like, you know, he comes in and does really well and the world's a happy place, but he comes in and does pants and, you know, you're looking at a club legend tarnishing his reputation. I think the best way I can describe it with Ainsworth is if he is appointed, it's going to end in tears one way or the other. It'll either yeah. end in tears and we go up or it's end in tears good. and we get sacked. Yeah, because you know, four spells as a player here. You know, he should have been given a contract in two thousand and two, and I'll always hold that against Craig Brown. As much as I like Craig Brown as a manager, he should have give he should have given Ainsworth the contract when he came through the door. I just, yeah, it it's a real battle on my conscience at the minute in terms of Ainsworth, because the more I read about him, the more I read about Wickham, the more I think about Ainsworth as a person, as a manager. I just think, God, it could re- it could really work. But then the next day I wake up like it's saying it, I just think, God, that could go tits up really quickly. I suppose it's it's what side of that coin the club decide to land on. Mm. Um, I can't imagine he'd be difficult to get out of Wickham, in all honesty. His job done there, isn't it now? Yeah. He's took him as he's literally t- if he keeps them up, he's just taking them as far as anybody could say. That's them. their that's their pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, barring, the- barring a Man City style buyout, which let's be honest, is never gonna happen. But they've been bought out by an American guy last year anyway. You know, the supporters trust still own 25% of the company. You know, they do not have this ample riches as a club. They they average 5,500 as a gate. You know, that is not going to get you much higher than sort of 18th, 20th in the championship if you are very, very lucky. You know, the the squad that they've got at the minute is League One level. You know, they, they, they they came third in... League One last season on points per game because they had two games in hand. You know, nothing's to say that they could have lost those two games and they wouldn't have got in the playoffs. 
you know, that I think the stars aligned for them last season, you know, and as sad of an event and pandemic that COVID's been, you know, Wickham have just, like, they've lived the dream, haven't they, for 12 months. And it's just a real shame for their fan base that they haven't been able to see it in the flesh. Yeah. It, it's a bit like the Yeovil story, isn't it? When they, when mm. they went up. Not not quite as extreme as that, because that, I reckon Wickham are a slightly larger club than, than Yeovil, but it's a bit like that. Yeah. It's along the same lines, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, talked quite a bit about Ainsworth, a bit about Frankie. If you were to put your... I know you've probably both got money on numerous names, but if you were to nail your colours to the mast, so to speak, now, what, what, where would you stand? I'm not actually going to bet. Um, but I quite like the idea of Artelic Crew. That's yeah, I Um... Who do I want or who do I think? Both. Let's have both. I want Ainsworth. <laughs> Not going to wake up tomorrow and think. Yeah, when this gets I, released, I, you're going to be thinking, what the <laughs> hell was I thinking? Shit, no. shit. Was I hammered? No. <laughs> I do want Ainsworth. I've, I've, honestly, I've, I've battled this for 15 weeks about Ainsworth. And then I read Close Quarters, the book that, well, I've pretty much read now. And it's just, it's, I want him. Um, I think it'll be Grant McCann. Yeah, I I think it'll be Grant McCann as well. His relationship with the fans is non existent. They got promoted yesterday, so he's done his job there now. Um, It's unbelievable that, to be honest, the job that he's just done in. I know it was shite in the championship, but he's just got. No, it wasn't shite. Jake, it wasn't shite. This is the thing. No, I know. They they had the two best players sold. I mean, the way that he failed to rest their slide. It's more than that. So they had Grzycki and Bowen sold literally 48 hours before the deadline closed. They brought in uh, Malik Will. uh, Is it Malik Wilkes? Malik Wilkes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they brought in him as the replacement for both of them. Then he lost two... They had a massive defensive crisis where they lost, I think it was four players to season-ending injuries within the space of a week of the, de- of the deadline. Then, obviously, they went on a massive slide at that point. Well, you're going to, aren't you, if you've lost six of your starting 11 in the space of a week, then, of course, you're going to go on a slide and you've not adequately replaced any of those players. Then they came back from lockdown and... Eric Lehigh, their club captain, and Jackson Irving refused to play because to play, yeah. so you, you've lost pretty much your entire squad that you had. Of course well, you're going to Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, the squad you've got isn't good enough at that point. Yeah. So of course you're going to go on a slide. But you know, so what do what do what do their fans expect? They were ahead of us on the first of January when the when the window opened, and they finished um, obviously in in the drop zone. Well, we all know about coming out of a window and finishing. Below where you went into it, don't we? Well, yeah. So, um, but my, think... my point about Hull is that given what he's done this season, you know, the what the one win away from being promoted as champions. Yeah. Um, I know they've already got promotion, but the one one win away from the title, for him to do that with the seeming apathy that fans have towards him is commendable, at least. I'm pretty sure they've conceded the least in that league. They've scored either the first or second most. I think Peter have scored the most now in that league. But they're doing well. You know, they average loads of shots. They don't concede many. They play a fairly attractive style of football, attractive and effective style of football. You know, I remember when Grant McCann brought his Doncaster team to North End 
Wild that FA Cup game. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know we had a competition winner in net, which probably didn't help us, but <laughs> what we did, didn't we? Yeah. Russell Crowe. Competition winner. Russell Crowe in net. Um, that as well. Russell would probably do a better job. Yeah, he probably would have had a bird in net, an actual crow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My, but, um, my sort of uh, overriding memory of that match was, is it Cliff Byrne? He was going nuts on the sideline all yeah, day, yeah, just, screaming. Assistant. Yeah. Remember when he played for us in, in pre-season at Cliff Southport? Byrne, yeah. 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 yeah, I do remember that, yeah. It was a red-hot uh, day, weren't it? Cliff yeah, it Byrne. was. What the yeah. hell? That was the, uh, the, hell. The, the summer of Wesley's ins and outs. Uh, was Wesley um, doing like, like, like recordings outside of the ground, chanting? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. About North End songs. <laughs> I, remember, I remember talking to him outside the ground at Southport. He was very strange. He kept pointing to his Bentley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I once saw Wesley. Actually, this is my my greatest Wesley memory. He once was he was eating a box of um, Jaffa cakes. Uh, you know, you know, you know when he used to come out with with a brew. Yeah. Well, uh, he brought out some Jaffa cakes, right? Uh, and there was a comment made about, "Oh, you can't be eating then the orange or something." Like, like ridiculous comment. But no one ever like. He dropped, he dropped the Jaffa cakes in the wrapper and started stamping on them. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this guy is completely bonkers. Head case. <laughs> and it proved that he was. Yeah. He yeah. was bonkers. Oh God, Jesus! Um, Who the hell stamps on Jaffa cakes? But anyway, Jimmy would. It's not like Jaffa cakes, Jim. No, I'm not a fan, mate. Are they a biscuit or a cake? cake. Oh, we had this discussion the other week. Can we not yeah, go there? But they're a cake. Um, anyway, it, it baffles me that Hull fans don't like Grant McCann. Like, I don't understand. That's what I was trying to say before. Was barring the slide, no matter how expected it was. I don't understand what he's done wrong, but I suppose I'm not a whole city fan. Uh, for them to dislike him so much, took him down to the third tier. That's probably the main right they've got. Oh, it's actually um, ten years ago today that we went down to the third tier. I put that. Did I put that in our group this morning, Jake? No, I, I was in I was time in, hop. Yeah, I was in the great room that day. Phil Brown were crying. It came up to. Honestly, he came up and apologised to fans, and it was it was emotional. It was like it was a little bit, a little bit strange to see. Like, but um, yeah, didn't he uh, didn't he give a speech on the pitch, or was that Morris? No, that was Watford game and last game of the season. Oh. We absolutely hammered Watford that day, didn't we? Jamie Proctor played, didn't he? Yeah, I think we won three one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe we be- that we're gonna um, stave off relegation actually. Uh, after that equaliser at, at Nottingham, at Jonesy's equaliser. I know. And Brown comes over giving it giving it big and, uh, and everyone's like, you're the man, you're the man, Phil. Come on, <laughs> Phil, keep us up, mate. <laughs> Wasn't the Middlesbrough as well? Middlesbrough on a Tuesday night. Billy Jones scored there as well. I think we, I think we drew one apiece. We scored late. We scored yeah. late, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And you're just thinking, it's on. We're staying up. And we didn't. Yeah. No. It was... Uh... The it was the same way to go down as well. Was it, was it Swansea or, some, or Cardiff? Cardiff at home. Cardiff beat us, didn't they? Yeah. One nil. I think it was Bellamy. Did Bellamy score or Bellamy set it up anyway? Ten or, before or half time, weren't it? Was it yes. ten before half time? 
40 something minute I think but yeah that was a sad day I can't I, I can't tell my story about that day on a podcast unfortunately but I'll, um, I'll tell you boys off, off air I'm looking forward to that yeah yeah so Jim you think we'll end up with Grant McCann and you want Gareth um, I'd be happy with either don't be wrong I, I would be happy with either but my gut feeling is I think we'll probably get Grant McCann I just think it head coach it's going to be a head coach role, isn't it? I don't think yeah, yeah. Gareth, I don't think Ainsworth's doing the head coach role. I think he's doing the full management piece at Wickham. So, you know, do you take yourself out of the, an all-encompassing role to just manage a football team and literally coach the football team? That's pretty much your role. Um, you know, Grant McCann's already doing that at Hull. He's been dealt a bad hand over the past 18 months especially. You know, and I think he'll be able to, you know, when his football teams play decent football, they are the top scorers in League One. Yeah. Um, you know, there's only, well, there's nobody else that's scored, that's conceded fewer, nobody that's scored more. You know, 26 wins from 44 games. I don't think that can be argued with this season. Um, and we do tend to shop in League One, don't we? Let's be honest. Yeah. And if he walks out, he's, he's on a 12-month rolling contract. I remember when I did my piece for Lanks Live on this, I, I think I've covered like the five favourites. And I think the stars just point to Grant McCann getting the job. Yeah. So obviously you mentioned Artel. Was that a, a want or think? Oh, it's more of a want than a think, for sure. Uh, he's just sort of like a bit of a, a young coach, um, sort of... He's done quite a good job with crew, to be fair. Yeah. Um, and he's a bit like McCann uh, in the way that he's young. Uh, he only stopped playing a couple of years ago, sort of 2016-ish. Um, I just quite like the idea of a young lad coming in at new ideas. Uh, I quite like the idea of of McCann now, just to see um, Cliff Byrne on the touchline <laughs> every week. In those incredibly short shorts he wears. Uncomfortably short, but... I don't want to see it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Talking of uncomfortable, this might be an uncomfortable discussion. Um, what's your favourite crisps? I wonder where you're going to go there. <laughs> um, I was quite worried for a minute. Crisps. Uh, good question. I quite like crisps, although I'm currently not eating crisps because I'm trying to watch what I'm eating. I'm trying to lose a couple of pounds. Um I quite like the deep ridge crisps. Really get your teeth stuck into them. A good old McCoy. Yeah, McCoy's. You can, you, you can never really go wrong with them. But salt, they are quite salty and a bit tangy when you're eating them. So I love that. I love that. Yeah, well, that's all right. But I, I don't particularly. <laughs> um, and I reckon the cheeses are a bit too cheesy. And I love cheese, look. Like me and cheese, hell, we've had we've had a great relationship over the years. But I just get the impression they're a bit too cheesy. If I want cheese, I'll go and eat cheese. I don't want to be eating McCoy's. Um, but yeah, I, I like a deep ridge, uh, and I quite like a steak. Although I reckon that's quite overrated, the steak flavour. But I do like them. Honorable mentions to Skips, Quavers, Chipsticks. Chipsticks, yeah. My one gripe with chipsticks is though, uh, is that the bag's a bit small. Come on, I want to see yeah. a massive bag. I want to have a massive bag of chipsticks. Okay. A grab bag, as they call them. Yeah, but like like a two hand grab uh, grab bag. Oh, like a Dorito size bag. Yeah, just 
you can never ever have a a bag of crisps too too big. Uh, well, too, super, supermarkets too do their own their own big. brand chipsticks, don't they? In them big bags, but they're never as good as chipsticks. Yeah, but again, they're a bit too sort of tangy, but too salty for me. Whereas chipsticks have got it nailed. Jim, I I just can't believe this is what it comes to on this podcast. Unfortunately, um, two games left. Two games left. <laughs> We're struggling to figure what to say on it. Hey, in stuff, fairness, man. it's been the most like talked about bit on the last couple of episodes. Tyson on Pygate, by the way. Oh, um, God, here we go. Had a bit, had a bit more contact from uh, someone at Clayton Park, and I think Jim, you and I might be getting some pies coming our way to uh, to taste and review. Splendid. As long as it's not mint beef and onion. Yeah, oh, you'll be getting mint beef and onion. I'll be getting butter. I don't eat beef, mate. So that's not going to work, is it? That's oh, how right, you can have mine. You forgot about. Who, who was also on that podcast? Yeah, who got the chat? Sort of, the, you know. I've got you l- loads of listens, and I don't even get a pie <laughs> out of it from Clayton Park. I'll see. Yeah, I'll see you, what I can do. I'll see what you, you're only down the road from me, aren't you? So, yeah. I'll, uh, the instigator. You'll sort it out, Jake. All right. <laughs> you'll do as you're told. The instigator to all our problems. Now it's one Sal. Yeah, yeah. You're you're no the problem. you're the reason that this is a thing. Um, I just Jim come on crisps. and talk about food. Yeah. Um, Walkers sensations. Oh Tyson no! Italy. They're fucking. Yeah. They're shit. Oh, what? Bloody no. hell, shit. Sensations are horrendous. They're the worst crisp going. A lot of the people decide, but Ty Ty Chili sensations. I think they're spot on me. No, I actually reckon Jake. That your taste buds are deranged or something like that. Min- <laughs> minced beef and onion, that's all right, but but a little bit bland and a little bit, you know. Ugh. What's my tea, mum? Or having a min- minced beef and onion pie. Is that a f- 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 my missus but- came. My missus was out the other day and actually came back with one for me. Has <laughs> your missus listened to that bit or not? She no, she's been pie, she's been kept up to date with all the stick I've been getting. Yeah, yeah obviously. I think that's why well, she's got it. Bit of a bit of a joke. Yeah, but, but the uh, but the crisps. Nah, are, sen- are, sensations. Are, are, they're, no. Jake, I'm surprised you not said ready salted or something like that. Yeah. No, salt, salt and vinegar McCoys uh, and knickknacks. Absolutely love nice and spicy knickknacks. They're unbelievable crisp. Unbelievable yeah. snack. They just sort of get everywhere, though, don't they? They're a bit small. Well, if you're a messy bastard, it, yeah. But all so do all crisps. I find you. You have a bag of knickknacks and, and they're everywhere. They're in bath with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit like a flake. You know, you need to a flake. It's literally everywhere. You're, <laughs> you're smothered in it. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Um, no, that's a bit odd that you don't like sensations, Jake. I think that's. I don't not like them. Weird. I just think I just think they're a shit crisp. You said they're rubbish. You said yeah, you said this about butter. You said this about butter pies. If, so, said, look, if someone's put them in front of me, I'm going to eat them. But right then, they're still shit. They're good crisp. They're, no, just, they're, they're just they're nice. They've bit of, bit of a flavour to them. You know, Thai sweet chili can't go wrong with that. I'm quite happy with them. Where'd you stand on Doritos? I like Doritos. Yeah, yeah, they're all right. I have to be mood for him uh, with a dip as well, but again, that's messy yeah. as well. Mm. I, think, uh, I think unless the 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 chili heatwave ones, I think you've got to have a dip with them. I think chili heatwave are the only ones you can get away without having a dip with. Agree. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we agree on something food uh, food related. We don't. <laughs> we don't. What, what? 
Might as well just have a bag of pork scratchings, Jake. You know what I mean? That'll, that'll <laughs> suffice your fancy, won't it? You know, you'll be, end up saying there. Pork next. scratchings. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out and buy them, but again, if you're in front of me, probably have one or two. Uh, no, scampi like fries. Scampi fries. Pa- fries are my fries. pub snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I quite like scampi fries. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah, that's enough of that. Barnsley on Saturday, last home game of the season. Uh, it'd be nice to go out with a win, given our home form this season's been pretty pants. Be nice for a team not to do the double overs again, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah. It's nice to it's nice to do a double over Coventry and Derby. That was you know, had a good week, haven't we, really on the on the doubles front. Um Who's been got a long time since we beat Derby as well, isn't it? Yeah, shock. I think two thousand and three was it? Two thousand and four. Sorry, I'll go on, what were you saying? Who's got the momentum? Us or Barnsley, because na- neither can stop losing, uh, st- stop winning at the moment. I mean, well, to be fair, like it's one of those games, isn't it, where I don't really know what's going to happen because they're guaranteed the playoff spot now, aren't they? Yeah. He's, so, just, he's just glossed you're over a bit rattled here, Jimmy, aren't you? No, that's not. You're not a petulant child. <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, confirmed top six, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last 10 games, 20 points. It's like two points a game. We've got 12 from our last 10. Um, they're just playing good football, aren't they? I know it's probably effective football more than anything. Um, four wins in the last five games, three of them to nil. So, Trump's I just think... they really good, aren't they, at Barnsley? The Dal Deke is a right signing. The lads have got from the MLS. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just think... I think what they've done at Barnsley is they've recruited the right players for their system. You know, they've they've got philosophy and they've recruited the right players for yeah. it. Um, you can't knock them for what they've done. Um, you know, they've had two league defeats since, well, the 19th of January. It's like, it's just frightening in a form, you know, and this is a pure case of good momentum, good run of form, you know, leading to good things happening to a club you know I'm not sixth, sure who, who you're trying to convince yourself or me no no <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm fully on the momentum train um, I just think that someone say right you've things. got momentum Jim <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'll wait for another week off <laughs> this podcast has just got insane hasn't it really this is it? I think we've just gone a bit, little bit loopy haven't we with my, we're two games two to games, go. boys. Two, two games. games. Well, it's tight, isn't it? Playoffs. I mean, three teams all on 77 points. Could have been a different picture if Bournemouth had won yesterday. Well, it could have been, yeah, but they didn't, did they? So, what did we no, well, say yeah. on that? Benford won instead. So, <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're, they're all in the top, you know, they're all in the top six for a reason. They're, those four teams are probably, they're on merit. You know, Reading just fell away, didn't they? You know, we thought that was going to happen, but you can't only win one of your last, God, nine games. One winning nine they've got now. No wonder they've fallen out of the playoffs. So, you know, another case of a little bit of a dip in form, lost that momentum, and they've, um, you know, dropped out of the playoffs. Yeah. They've lost a lot of money as well, haven't they? Well, awesome. let's not go. let's not go there. But if you if you're spending double your amount of turnover on wages, you know two hundred percent, yeah, you're a little bit snooker. And 
something a little bit dodgy going on there as well, isn't they? They've loaned they loaned a player out, didn't they, to their Chinese sister club and got a massive loan fee for him and then got him back. I was like, mm, I smell a rat. Yeah. yeah. Seems like they've transferred out that that momentum that they started the season with as well. <laughs> Absolutely. But they got away with it, didn't they? they you know, people hate me talking about XG and stuff, but you know, they were ultra clinical at the start of the season. They were converting far too many of their chances, which was yeah, just was massive, 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 massive of, in their XG, weren't they? Overperforming XG, overperforming all the underlying numbers. It was just, it was never going to be able to be sustained for 46 games. Yeah. And, you know, looks like they've got away with it for 30 odd. And then, yeah, it's 46. Yeah. So. And then the momentum has mysteriously fallen away. <laughs> well, it's not mysterious, is it? It's um, it's what we predicted. I've um, just on predictions, by the way, I've actually started going through, you know, our pre season predictions piece that we did. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I said t- a phobia to be top goal scorer, didn't I? By the way, you did. <laughs> yeah, that, there's been some. You haven't um, scored a single goal for us. Brilliant. He's <laughs> not even played. Oh, you put him as North End's top scorer. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I remember the because movie, we yeah. sort of linked with him, and I thought we're getting him, and I'm going <laughs> to predict him to be our top goal scorer, and we never signed him. <laughs> he never played, he never scored. So that was a good prediction. Talking of predictions, the last time I was on, I predicted we beat Brentford. We lost 5 0. <laughs> yeah, don't I'm, not, I'm, not ask, I'm not asking you about the Barnsley game. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll lose and hopefully we win 5 0. Very reverse. Nice. Not reverse psychology because yeah. I can't imagine Barnsley will be listening to this. But well, they might be. A bit of well, reverse yeah. momentum or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you also, so you predicted the top two. Correctly for our pre-season predictions piece. Shock, but you also predicted Derby to finish in the playoffs. So, um, yeah. oh hell, who did I predict yeah. to go down? Um, oh, I've just lost you on my little spreadsheet. Oh. Sorry, mate. Oh, there you are. Uh, Bournemouth, Derby, Forest, and Brentford, Wickham, Rotherham, and Luton. You put Hugh Gill as the league's top goal scorer. Unlucky with that. Um, yeah, you put Benneke for both. <laughs> you put Benneke for Obi to be Northern Zorro. <laughs> I must have been hammered. I, I, I can't think of any other conclusion than that. I must have been absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> Benneke for Obi. It was a good oh, signing yeah. for us, though. It would have been a great signing. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to Saturday's game, actually. I think it'll be interesting because, you know... We've said a loads of times on there, we're miles better without the ball. Barnsley are very direct, pressure really high up the pitch. Um, it might not be the right style for us to be playing against, to be honest. But listen, you know, we're not averaging great possession stats, neither Barnsley are looking through their numbers either. You know, since Frankie's come in, we've only had 40% possession of average over the six games. So it's um it's working, though, isn't it? Under Neil, do you know? What was it under Neil? A lot. Well, I'm looking through FBUF, which is where I get quite a lot of my info from, and a lot of Neil's games are, you know, low fifties. Um. So right. if I take sort of the last sort of five games of Alex's tenure, so it all ended at Luton, didn't it? Um. So 47, 47, 55, 45, 49. We had a 64 against Cardiff when we got beat 4-0. 60 against Rotherham, 58 against Chef Wednesday. All those games got beat. 
Wickham in the FA Cup, 60%. You know, we tended to win games when we'd actually had, you know, the wrong side of the possession stats. You know, we are better it's without... It's not a surprise, ball. is it? No, it's, it's not, not a surprise. I think we should just start, start hoofing it to them to when we get the ball and then we'll win more games. Yeah, just... I think I think we're playing all right, aren't we? We're just do, we're doing what we think. I think the good thing with Frankie is he's playing to our strengths. So yeah, let's just try and see what points we can get from his last two games and have a summer off. Very much looking forward to that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think on that note we can wrap that episode up, there, boys. Nice one, lads. Good to see you, Sal. Yeah, yeah my pleasure. likewise. Entertaining as always. Um, I'll see what I can do with them pies, Sal, and we'll sort some. We'll try and sort something out. Yeah, you won't try. You you will sort something out. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you, listener, for listening to episode fifty-three of the From the Finney podcast. As I said at the start, if you want to support us, you can go to supporter.acast.com forward slash From the Finney. Uh, leave a donation of anything; it's massively appreciated. Uh, if you're not following us on Twitter already, go and give us a follow on Twitter. We're just at From the Finney. Um, and yeah, if you enjoy the podcast, we appreciate a review on Apple. Uh, cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Hello, this is Joe from Sugarstone, and this is our brand new single, Angel Boy. Tell you it's stupid